are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now let me show you something. If you don't meditate the Word of God, you won't do it. You just won't be a doer of it if you don't meditate on the Scripture because on the surface it'll sound foolish to you sometimes some of the things that Jesus said to do. When he said, Whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be removed, be cast into the sea, doubt not in his heart, believe what he says will come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. You know, you just run up on that scripture and you'll say, say what? <laughs> I mean, that just sounds ridiculous. Why, the mountain's going to listen to me? How in the world? See, you've got to get your mind to thinking like God thinks and get the understanding of this into your spirit. Now, if we say what God says, it'll renew the mind to the Word of God where that we can think like God thinks. But if you talk what the devil says, you'll think like the devil. Now, see, sometimes... We get the idea that, well, now this faith and confession stuff, it's just a formula. No, it's a lot more than that. Somebody says it's just positive thinking. No, it's as far as the east is from the west from positive thinking. It's not mental power. It's God's word and faith over all matter. Now, someone said and wrote in an article, and I think put it in the book, you know that these faith people, they've just tried to make the word God. I'm sorry, I didn't do that. Neither did any other word people do that. God was the one that did that. <laughs> John 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. If the Word was God, the Word is God over every situation. Now you understand that God is still God, but you see, God and His Word are one. I mean, God doesn't will one thing and say another. God's Word is His will. So renewing the mind. Now, now let me give you this. The mind being renewed is like the simple illustration that help you understand it is you take a pencil and stick it in a glass of water and start turning that pencil around the edge of that glass. And what happens? First of all, it's just cutting water. It's not doing anything hardly. I mean, it's just cutting water. But you just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. And after a while, you can pull the pencil out and the water just keeps going. Why? Because you've got it going with the pencil. In other words, that's what it means to renew your mind. You get your mind to thinking like God thinks. It makes a difference when you think like God thinks. I remember the Lord said to me several years ago, He said, Son, He said, your problem is that you just need to forget everything you've ever heard about the Word of God and go back and read it like you never heard it before. See, you can get a lot of religious stuff in your head that'll choke the Word of God. Jesus said man's traditions will cause the word of God to be of no effect. See, the word's true, all right. But men's traditions will cause the word to be shorted out in your life. It'll be as though it wasn't true, even though it is true, see. Concerning healing, you can understand that, concerning healing. You can take a person that's been brought up in a church that says healing is not for today and that God doesn't heal anymore. They'll even go so far as to say, well, now, you know, God doesn't heal anymore. The devil does that today. Yeah, one Baptist preacher had miracles in his service. And he thought, now, this will make all these people believe, you know, in miracles. Boy, he thought he had something to just make everybody believe. And one fellow said, well, you know, the devil does miracles too. But you see, people won't believe just because of the word. 
When you've been taught wrong, you're going to believe wrong. That's why it is important to renew your mind to the Word of God. Let me ask you this. How in the world could it be wrong to say what God said about you in your situation? I remember I was confessing one time that I have abundance and no lack. There is abundance. I have given it. It is given unto me good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Boy, that was back years ago when I had financial problems. I mean, I was so poor I couldn't pay attention. <laughs> Brother, that's bad. That's the literal truth. I'd go to church. I couldn't pay attention to what the preacher's saying. I was worried about my finances. Worried myself sick over my finances. Worried holes in my stomach. Had ulcers. Craziest thing I ever did. I didn't have any finances to worry about. (laughs) Now, isn't that foolish? Worried about something I didn't have. But I started saying what God said. See, the Lord said to me, son, just start saying what I said. So I did. I just started doing it. In fact, he told me one morning I was praying. I called it praying. He said it was complaining. <laughs> I said, Lord, I prayed. It's not working out. Things are getting worse. And he said, who told you that? It shocked me. And I thought for a minute, I said, it must have been the devil because you sure didn't say it in your word, did you? He said, no, and I'd appreciate it if you'd quit telling me what the devil said. He said, go to the Word of God and find out what I said about it. He said, you've been praying, bawling, squalling before me, asking me to do all these things. And he said, it won't get any better. He said, it's going to get worse if you don't change what you're saying. He said, you've been quoting the devil more than you're quoting me. And see, faith cometh by hearing. And when you hear yourself saying what the devil said, who are you going to have faith in? The devil. When you pray the problem day in and day out, what are you going to have faith in? The problem, because you hear the problem. Now, if you want to have faith in the answer, pray the answer. The answer is God's Word. The Lord showed me that, and I began to do it. And I remember one day I just stopped and said, Lord, you know, it just seems to me like I'm lying. I mean, you're saying things that are not really literally true. I wasn't saying it to anybody else but God. I was praying it, saying it, confessing it, speaking it out loud. I was saying it for my benefit, not God's. And finally, my old religious head just got me under condemnation. I stopped and I said, Lord, it just seemed like I'm lying, what I'm saying. And the Lord said this to me. I heard it just as plain in my spirit. It wasn't a voice. He said, Son, how could you lie saying what I said? And that's all I was doing is just quoting the Word of God. So you see, when people come against the faith and confession message, you can just mark it down. They're operating under the influence of ignorance, spiritual ignorance. Now, that's about as nice as I know how to say it. (laughs) Because God told Joshua to do that. He forced Abraham to do it, see. Abraham had to tell everybody, I'm the father of nations. I mean, that was his name. And every time he heard the name, he heard that father of nations. And did you know, after 24 years, and the promise hadn't been manifest, less than a year after he began to say, and after he heard his name, Father of Nations, Father of Nations, the promised child came. I think that's significant. Now, number three, under why you should confess the Word of God, it keeps the answer before you. See, the answer is what you're interested in, not the problem. I can care less about the problem than I can just get the answer to the thing. So God's Word is the answer. Mark eleven twenty four says, because of the principle of Mark eleven twenty three, you see it says Mark eleven twenty three, whosoever shall say 
to the mountain be removed. Now, see, he's not talking about moving the Rocky Mountains. He's talking about problem areas in your life. Situations that you face in everyday life. God's word is practical. Can you say amen? amen? So when you face a mountain of adversity in your life, Jesus said, whosoever shall say to it. Now notice the continuity through the scriptures of the things that Jesus said and the things that Paul said. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 4.13, We having the same spirit of faith as it is written, we believe and therefore speak or I believe and therefore speak, he says, we also believe and therefore speak. Now see, he's quoting what David said in Psalms 116, verse 10. David said, I believe and therefore speak. That's why he said, I'll live and not die and do the works of God. See, there's a lot of people wanting to put him in his grave, brother. But he said, I'll just live and not die and I'll do the works of God. Why did he say that? Because he believed it. Somebody said, I believe I'm going to be in a wheelchair before I get 50 years old. Why did you say that? Because you believe it. I'm afraid this is going to happen. Why did you say that? Because you believed it. If you keep saying it, you'll believe it stronger. Faith cometh by hearing. So you see, if we say what God says, it'll get some things straightened out for us. It'll help us see what God was saying to Joshua. Don't let the word depart out of your mouth. Keeps the answer before you. If you pray the problem, sleep the problem, eat the problem, talk the problem, you got a problem. <laughs> See, you're consumed with the problem. If you go to God and say, Lord, you know John lost his job and he can't get one. If he ever gets one, he'll lose it. <laughs> that is the problem. Don't pray the problem. God already knows the problem. Jesus said he already knows what you have need of before you ask him. What do you do? Go to him with the word. See? Go to Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them. What them? Them things you prayed. Amen. See, you're to believe what you prayed. If you prayed the problem and you believe the problem, then you really got a problem. So see, it's unscriptural to pray the problem. But you know that multiplied millions of people do it daily. And wonder why the devil has power over them. They release their authority to the devil by the words of their mouth and their prayers. They pray the problem. They hear the problem. They believe the problem. The more they hear it, the more they believe it. The more they believe it, the more they pray it. The more they pray it, the more they hear it. The more they hear it, the more they believe it. Till they have no faith at all in God to deliver them. What's the answer? The answer is the word of God. Whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe you receive them, and you shall, you shall, you don't have them then, but you shall have them, see. Won't happen overnight, but you shall have them. If you believe, when you pray. When are you going to believe? When you pray. Well, what time is it when you pray? Right now. <laughs> I mean, whenever you pray, that's when you believe. Not when you see it. Can you say Amen. I appreciate so much you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, our offer this week is book offer number 7509. I'm excited about this offer because it's called Faith and Confession, 265-page paperback for $16 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $20. Faith and Confession. In this book, we share with you the things that will cause your faith to fail, things that will cause it to work, the things that will make it stronger. This is a faith manual. You know, Jesus said to Peter, 
Satan has demanded to have you to sift you as wheat. But I've prayed for you that your faith fail not. Well, if your faith couldn't fail, why would he be praying that his faith wouldn't fail? Well, what we need to know is that there's some things in the Word of God that gives us insight into how to operate in faith through the principles of God and through calling things that are not as though they were. You know, some people don't know the difference between a confession and a lie. You know, there'd been small wars, spiritual wars, so to speak, fought over faith and confession. Some people believe you're just lying if you're confessing the Word of God and it hadn't yet come true in your life. But regardless of whether it ever comes true in your life or not, it is still the truth. It is the Word of God. And regardless of what happens to you in life, it doesn't change the Word of God. It'll work for those that believe it'll work. It won't work for those that say it won't work. Because it works. And when the Scripture says, Whosoever shall say, believe, doubt not his heart, believe what he saith, and will come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. And if they're saying it doesn't work, and it's not working, that's because it is working. Because they're having what they said. And it's because they haven't learned to believe the Word of God. This is what we talk about in this book. One of the things we talk about, how the law of faith works. How to receive God's provision. That's offer number 7509, Faith and Confession. For $16 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $20. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.